This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. When I was just 10 years old, I learned a great song. It was at the top of the charts, a song by the Weavers. The name of it was Good Night Irene. At that time, I didn't know what the Weavers were, and also didn't know that they had other hits. They had Weemawack, which later on was called The Lion Sleeps Here Tonight, and there was one called uh, So Long, It's Been Good to Know You, and there was a really big hit called On Top of Old Smokey. I learned all those songs when I was 10 or 11 years old and I learned to respect the singers, even though I didn't know it was the same group. I didn't know it was the Weavers. And I really didn't know much about the Weavers until very recently when I read a very good book called The Folk Singers and the Bureau, The FBI, The Folk Artists, and the Suppression of the Communist Party, 1939-1956. It's a fine book. It's written by someone named Aaron Leonard, and it was published by Repeater Books in 2020. So the Weavers, the Weavers had those hit records, and I didn't know whatever happened to them, because I thought they were fine singers. I didn't know that they were driven out of business, basically, by the FBI. I didn't know that a lot of other artists were being driven out of business and that there was a gigantic gap in our culture that was created in the early 1950s by what we now call the witch hunt. And it was against people like Pete Seeger and other folk singers. Even though they weren't unpatriotic at all. In fact, one of the most patriotic songs we sing today is This Land Is Your Land. Woody Guthrie sang This Land Is Your Land. And I found a version of it on YouTube with just about every folk singer that there is that there has been since the 1950s up to today. This Land Is Your Land. I did find out when I read this book that those guys sang for unions, especially Woody Guthrie, but all of them did. They would go to union meetings and sing. Sometimes they'd get paid and sometimes they would do it for free. Sometimes the union needed them and so they would help. Maybe that's what made the FBI so angry with them because obviously the FBI never liked unions. But it certainly wasn't because they weren't patriotic. They helped the United States win World War II. And Woody Guthrie had a great song called All You Fascists Bound to Lose. As the FBI hounded them right and left, the particular person that they picked on the most 
was Pete Seeger. Now it's interesting that these guys weren't necessarily Reds. They were in and around the Communist Party from time to time, but so was everybody else because in the progressive movement back in those days, the Communist Party had the big audiences. So people like Hudy Ledbetter, who used to sing in Dallas, uh, would, would appear at union events and they would appear in and around Communist Party progressive events. So they were around and, and in the Communist Party from time to time. However, they weren't really communists. And I, that's not the reason that the FBI was after them so much. And it's not the reason that the FBI was after a lot of people. But they were mostly after Pete Seeger in this book. He had 1,600 pages of reports on his activities and speculations about what he might have been doing. Only one person had more pages, one singer, one artist had more pages than Pete Seeger, and that was the great Paul Robeson. Paul Robeson sang folk songs like 16 tons. Attacking artists like the Weavers, Woody Guthrie, Paul Robeson, Cisco Houston, Judy Ledbetter, that's Ledbelly, and others was supposedly justified by J. Edgar Hoover as part of his lifelong campaign against communists. The funny thing is that they weren't really communists, as I said a while ago. I do appreciate another part of the book. He speculates just near the end of the book as to just how much the world might have benefited if these wonderful artists had been allowed access to audiences, recording studios, TV and movies during those dreadful anti-communist witch hunt years. Also, I appreciated the way the author gave the background of America's witch hunt. Like most historians, he makes sure that the readers know that he doesn't agree with nor approve of communists. People are still way too afraid to say anything positive in print about the Communist Party, and this author is no exception. But he does tell the truth about why the CPUSA fell from a very large and significant political force down to a much smaller, much less significant one. The reason? Government persecution. This book is only about the FBI, but actually a whole number of government agencies were involved in bringing down the Communist Party. Not that the Communist Party didn't make some mistakes during that period. This author, Aaron Leonard, says that they made a lot of mistakes during the period, and I think he was right, because I have talked to old communists myself, and it kind of checks out with what I have learned in talking to older people. Their errors in dealing with the witch hunt came directly from their misunderstanding of the economic and political situation that they were in. Good tactics always come from a good analysis of the situation. And if you have a bad analysis of the situation, you're going to have bad tactics. At the end of World War II, for some reason, 
CPUSA people thought that fascism was just around the corner. Consequently, when they started getting persecuted, they ran every which way. Some of them even went to Mexico. Uh, some of them went underground. A lot of them went underground. Uh, some of them denied that they ever had anything to do with it. Others, who didn't even have much to do with it, refused to testify. Some of them, like the author Dashiell Hammett, went to prison. And of course, all of the top leadership of the Communist Party went to prison. They made a mistake because they thought that American fascism was imminent and they were wrong. And so they made unnecessary mistakes. The folk singers didn't make any of the decisions nor any of the mistakes. They were just good folk singers. Pete Seeger today is acknowledged as the greatest of the greatest. And he's written so many beautiful, beautiful songs. Like, where have all the flowers gone? Pete Seeger recorded Where Have All the Flowers Gone, and so did almost everybody else, because it's such a beautiful song, and it's sung in many different languages. Pete Seeger himself sang it in English and in German. Where have all the flowers gone? Young girls picked them every one. Then what happened to the young girls? They went to soldiers. What happened to the soldiers? They went to war. What happened to the, in the war? The soldiers all died. They went to graveyards. Where have all the graveyards gone? They went to flowers. Everyone. One of the greatest songs ever written by Pete Seeger. The folk singers didn't make mistakes during those days and they weren't really doing anything that merited being persecuted by the FBI, except for one thing, and I think this is very significant, and it's the main takeaway I get from this book. They sang the truth. They told the truth. They sang about things that were really honestly true and factual, and that's what fascists like J. Edgar Hoover just could not stand. This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra.